It's Wednesday night. It's October 26th, 2022. Hard to believe we're almost in November. But we got the three-man band back together. And I'm not talking about 3MB with Heath Slater, uh, Jinder Hall, and Drew McIntyre. I'm talking about myself, Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman, who's back joining us this week. How's it going? Now, of course, you know, I just want to know who would be who of 3MB in this group. <laughs> that's a good That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, none, Hall. I got the I got the mass build in the pan. Yeah, yeah, you got the dark complexion. Um, All right, I'll be Drew McIntyre then. Okay, and then yeah, I have so much orange in my hair. Yeah, yeah hey, well, yeah. You know. you're Heath Slater. You got kids. I was gonna say I got a lot of kids, and Brock Lesnar doesn't care about any of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was still great when he did that. Um, but uh, fun episode of Dynamite. We will be covering. Um, before I get into that, though, an interesting report broke right before Dynamite started, and this was from Wrestling Inc., and Nick Hausman actually reported this, and he was the journalist that kicked off the uh, post-all-out media scrum that now has gone down in the history books, pretty famous. He is saying that uh, CM Punk's camp uh, responded to a report that the elite may be returning to AEW pretty quickly. Um, Punk's side is reporting to Wrestling Inc. that AEW has not reached out to Punk since the incident following the all-out media scrum, which Punk and his friend and trainer, Ace Steel, reportedly got into a backstage brawl with AEW EVPs Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Sources indicate that after the brawl, Punk was asked to stay quiet and agreed to do so. From the perspective of Punk's camp, the scrum itself, which became the talking of the wrestling world due to Punk's comments on Colt Cabana, Hangman, Adam Page, and the Elite, didn't seem like a big deal and only escalated once Punk's locker room door was kicked in and accidentally hit Punk's dog Larry in the face. At a pre-scheduled veterinarian appointment a few days later, Punk was informed that two of Larry's teeth had been knocked loose and had to be removed. Poor Larry. Uh, Punk's Punk's camps also saying that Punk felt threatened and reached in a legal uh, legal way under Illinois' um, castle doctrine laws, which allow for the use of force in de- in a defense of a person in their dwelling. At the at this time, there is no uh, litigation against Punk on behalf of anyone involved. It is also related to Wrestling Inc. that Steele's wife Lucy was in the ring during the incident, but has not been interviewed as part of the internal investigation into the matter. Um, also, they said, finally, they were informed that following Hangman Adam Page's comments on a May episode of Dynamite, alluding to backstage concerns about Punk, there was distru- distrust on Punk's end going into his AW World Heavyweight Championship match with P- Page at Double or Nothing, and that Punk was concerned that the predetermined match would break into a real physical fight. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this report? Yes. <laughs> um, we were kind of talking before uh, Shep joined us that, you know, if this was truly the case, why didn't we lead with this? You know, I feel bad if uh, Larry did lose teeth. Um, you never want that to happen. Yeah, you never want that to happen. But this was a predetermined veterinary visit. Did this happen before the incident, after the incident? I mean, I don't think we're ever going to really know. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean. Th- that's how I kind of feel about it, Paul. Like, 
I'm an animal lover. I love dogs. I mean, my dog's in here with me right now. And if something happened to my dog, I'd probably go swinging at somebody. If somebody hit him in the face and knocked some of his teeth out. But if that's the case, why didn't they leave with that story? This feels like the third different variation from Punk's camp that we've got. I mean, at first it was, you know, the Young Bucks pretty much super kicked the door down. And then they backed off that saying, no, they just kind of tried to barge their way in, but didn't get in. And then, so I, I don't know. I have a tough time believing all the, all this coming out today, but we'll probably and, never know. And correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the initial report that it happened just in the locker room, not in Punk's locker room? I do not recall if that was the detail or not. I can't remember that one or not, but I remember the first two guys that were, um, what do you say, right in the door was Steel and, and Punk. So mm-hmm. it make, makes it feel that like it was Punk's locker room. Right, right. So, and, and I, mean, I know one of the stories said that A Steel went into defense mode for his wife. That's why he bet Kenny. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. We haven't heard anything, of course, from Christopher Daniels, Pat Buck, um, the lady that was there that works at the AEW management. I forget her name off the top of my head. So and They were all reinstated weeks quick, ago. Right. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon Cutler. So it, it definitely looks like the Elite will be returning very soon. We'll get into that here in a little bit. But um, – I guess Shep, what's what's your guess about the punk situation? What um what comes from it? I mean, do we ever see him back or is no. it gonna be a buyout of the contract? Right now, right now I think I think there would have been a buyout already. Um, but they're hanging up on the no compete clause. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, um, I think uh TK is worried about WWE, but in my the back of my mind, it's not WWE. I think Punk wants to go work in Japan. Um, now with what's going on in WWE, if in, in the little, I pay attention right now, going into WrestleMania season with the rumble right around the corner, if you could pony up a big amount of money and have punk show up at rumble going into WrestleMania, you realize the numbers, the tickets you could sell, the money you can make. I don't think punk will do it though. I think Punk is stubborn-headed enough that you won't see that. Um, I really think Punk wants just his freedom to go work in Japan, maybe uh, Europe, whatever. I, I don't think we'll see. And again, just my opinion, Triple H could throw out a stupid amount of money to Punk, and Punk says, okay. And and a stupid amount of money could be $10 million, mm-hmm. um, which he has. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I really think it's just over the non-compete clause. I think Punk wants to go work in in Japan. He was bummed he missed the uh, Forbidden Door show in Chicago. So I think he's done, and I think they're really just fighting over the the buyout slash non-compete clause. Yep, I I think he's done too, and it's unfortunate. I mean, we waited seven years to get – Almost a year out of him. Can't quite call it a year because he missed some time due to injury. And fifteen there was, matches. I mean, got all the matches were pretty good. Storylines were pretty good, but there was t- a ton left on the table that could have been done. That's what's infuriating from a pro wrestling fan standpoint is what could have been. But 
is what yeah. it is, and it sounds like a lot of locker room doesn't want him around. Right, right. And, you know, with the, the whole non-compete clause, I think that prevents him from competing in any sport, which means if he wanted to go get back in that cage, he couldn't while he was under the no-compete clause. Which, why would he ever want to do that again? Yeah, yeah. Tony, well, should, let, I mean, Tony should let him. I mean, it's not good I mean, into it for him if he wants to do I that. Mean, but Maybe we get a Jake Hager, uh, Phil Brooks fight. Well, that'll sell tickets. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I I think, and you know, Hunter, uh, Paul Levesque, whatever you want to call him. Um, I mean, I I think it's it's not a secret that he and and Punk don't they don't get along. But I also think he knows if if he if it made sense and if he could get him away from AEW, that's big bucks and big ratings. So, yeah, it's a payday for sure. Yeah, I think if Vince was still in charge, never happened. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to follow. But uh, yeah, some interesting stuff right before Dynamite tonight. I was like, oh, okay. As long as Triple H doesn't share a bank account with his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I think he shares it with his wife who shares it with her dad. I want to be a part of that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a good deal to me. Uh, All right. Uh, Well, let's Let's start off with Dynamite tonight. We'll start off with a bang. Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia of the JS versus Wheeler Yuta and Claudio Castagnoli of the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Jericho started off tonight flipping off the crowd, but then Claudio started hitting with those big uppercuts like he does to everybody. This match was pretty back and forth. Of course, we got a distraction from Hager. We saw 2.0 get involved. But uh, in the end, Claudio and, and – I think Claudio pound for pounds, the strongest wrestler there is. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that dude, I think he could pick up a horse and do the swing to a horse <laughs> if he needed to. I mean, uh, he did a swing tonight with, um, Garcia on his back. I mean, and then yeah. Hager, Hager ended up e- eating a big boot. And then a, a Cinton as Casanoli took out everybody else at ringside. And then he also nailed the neutralizer to get the win. So, Blackpool Combat Club uh, getting the win over uh, Red Hot Daniel Garcia and uh, ROH champ Chris Jericho. Yeah, took out the whole JAS single-handedly. Yep. Doesn't it just doesn't it bury though the ROH champion? Uh, not yeah. really. Yeah, they got buried tonight. I thought. Yeah, I mean he's been having a heck of a year, and he's been beating. Uh, I mean he's beating Danielson. He's beating a lot of good opponents, and then he loses a. Uh, I was surprised by this result, to be honest. And again, we're on we're on AEW Dynamite. We're not we're not on a Ring of Honor Ring of Honor show, but you you got all these Ring of Honor guys on AEW. I, I think you got to halfway protect them, don't you? Yeah. Like, let Garcia take the pin. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if you're working to get this TV deal or streaming deal, like it's rumored to be. Sounds like it's close, but. Although I did really appreciate the backstage segment after the match, which I want you get into, which kind of helped it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of made it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and after the match, we uh, saw Renee Paquette was shown with Brian Danielson, who admitted he's frustrated at losing to Jericho and that Garcia turned on him, as well as that Yuta talked back to him. He knows people hate Sammy Guevara, but all of his frustrations is going to be taken out on Sammy. That leads to Yuta appearing 
as he points out, they just won. The two of them then push until Casanoli and William Regal split them up. So some internal conflict going on in the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm for it. Uh, you know, every group, no matter what, when you spend that much time together, you're going to butt heads. Mm -hmm. So seeing this happen kind of brings in that, okay, this is still real aspect. This is a real issue these guys are dealing with. And I'm not saying we're going to see a split of the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm saying it's nice to show that. And then it also, in my opinion, helped set up for something later else in the show. What I like about it is there's a lot of different directions they could go with it. That, that That's what's intriguing to me. Yeah. Um, it's pretty wide open. Yeah, there's a lot of seeds they've kind of planted in the past. It's kind of what direction do they want to pick to go with it. So uh, We then saw a video package that is shown about the elite, and some of their great moments are brought up, but they are constantly being burnt out of the video as things eventually fade away. So very interesting. You know, last week we finally got a mention of the elite. We saw the Unbucks on a Rampage promotion, and now we get this. And with the reports coming out today, it was reported on Fightful, Select, that Don Callis and the Elite were all backstage tonight in Virginia. So sooner rather than later, they're coming back. But what did you guys think about this video package? What do you think it means? Chef, go ahead. I think I think we're going to see him back on TV. Okay. Uh, next next pay per view for sure. Yep. Um. But from recent reports, seeing that uh, Moxley and Jericho have been the locker room leaders slash new EVPs, mm -hmm. they haven't been given the title, but that, right. they're acting like that. Maybe Tony Khan says, "Hey, look, guys, look, you can come back. You're gonna be you're gonna be performers. Um, you're just not gonna have a say so." Mm -hmm. and, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really okay with that because you look at a guy like Mox and Jericho, Jericho over top of Mox, the experienced, this guy's got almost 30 years in the business. So I, I, I'm okay. And, I, and, and I'm not necessarily green with punk saying that those guys that couldn't manage the target, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're great performers in the ring. Right. Again, the three of us have never been backstage and, and, and see how that works. But obviously there's some frustration there. Sure. Yeah. sure. It's, it's obvious. So, Hey, Hey, bring them back because they sell tickets. They put butts in the seats. Um, and, and, and they bring ratings and yeah, they put on good matches. Yeah. All three of them put on good matches, and, and we all enjoy them. Yep. Even, even jazz hands. We enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. But, let Mox and Jericho and, and and Mark Henry or whoever is taking over those roles in the back, let them go. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just bring them back yeah. and, and let them work. Because be, before AEW, the Bucks especially, that's all they ever did. They worked. They went they, right. they everywhere. And, and <laughs> that's how that's how Being the Elite started on that YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. They just showed them what independent promotion, New Japan, blah blah blah, PWG, whatever. They just they bounced, they bounced, they bounced. They worked, they worked, they worked. That's all they did. Mm -hmm. Let them go mm -hmm. back to their roots. Let them work. We'll mm -hmm. handle the rest. Paul, yeah, yep. And uh, 
I, I kind of agree with Shep on that. Um, you know, I I think it's time they relinquish the titles. I know they were a big part of starting AEW, um, but I do. I think it's time they, they take that step back, become performers again, maybe give them a couple years and reevaluate how they're doing, see if they've calmed down a little bit, maybe look at getting them back into a similar position, maybe not an EVP position, Maybe just put them on the board, um, but you know, just just keep them away from EVP positions for right now. And I honestly feel like that that video was kind of a you know, if it wasn't for the Bucks, there wouldn't be an AEW. That's how I got it. I I I, I took it as if there wasn't the and the elite, there is no AEW. So, but I, I get I can see Shep's point too. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you guys think they bring them back and throw them right into the trios mix again? Like, do they get a rematch or a rematch against the triangle or how would, how would no. fans react to that? You think? Oh, the fans, I think it'd be poorly. Yeah. They've had so much negative press. Whether they're in the right or the wrong, that's everybody's mm-hmm. opinion, right? You can't you can't bring them back and throw them right in the title mix because that would make them look like uh, that that that's just like the typical kid that the dad never said no right right you know he he wanted he wanted the new car he wanted the new boat that dad never said no dad never said no all of a sudden hey I want to come back I want I want the I want the trios championship okay yeah he yeah. said no no <laughs> yeah. I, I think you would yeah. it makes them look like spoiled little brats yeah it would set a bad precedence like. Yeah, you're you're getting rewarded for bad behavior, kind yeah. of. Um, so and 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 they caught enough crap online for a few weeks ago after the Sammy Andrade stuff, where Sammy not only sticking out in the main event but getting over <laughs> in the main event. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I I don't think I don't know what you do with them right away. Um, I still wish you know I wish Kyle O'Reilly was healthy and they could do something with him and Cole, but I suppose with the Kingdom now. Being all elite, yeah. Adam Cole has history with them. They own the ROH library. You could I, play some of that. Uh, educate your fans. I don't know, man. I, I really, if 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 Jericho's got a little backstage presence, mm-hmm. I love a JS versus being an elite feud because that could get personal on the mic. Yeah, it could. Yeah, yeah it could. That'd be good. I, I just it's it, what concerns me is they've done nothing with the trios titles. Barely any building of contenders or anything. Because um, they don't have a whole lot right now. Yeah. I mean, House of Black's gone. Dark Order's in shambles. Yeah. Um, the Elite's true. gone. Who are you going to bring to the factory? Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's <laughs> elevation and dark stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Good I, point. Mean, I don't want to be negative, but. No, you're, you guys are right. You're, yeah, there's, there's I, nothing there. No, no, it's not like the tag division that's pretty loaded. So, yeah, yep. Um, then the JAS, as Shep was alluding to earlier, uh, they're shown backstage, but um, it says AEW is having some sound issues and it isn't clear what they're saying. However, Jericho said he's fired up and now he's going to beat any former ROH champion. He issues an open challenge for next week. Any predictions who that former RHS, RH, ROH champion is? Didn't he mention Claudio in that promo? Or did I just not I hear it wrong? He mentioned like 
anything and everything. He brought up women's championship, tag championship, uh, six man. He he brought up any and all champions he could. Okay, so and we're getting into November. November fourth is that when he goes back on tour with Fozzie over in Europe? Check it, Paul. Mm. <laughs> it's it's got to be. I know they have a big tour coming up. Yeah, because he he finally like put on Instagram like the first time he had performed with them since his bruised larynx or whatever. Yeah, sure. He, he yeah. still can't see, but whatever. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, I like Fozzy. I don't mind Fozzy. I like rock and roll, but yeah, I can put uh, on Jericho. Um, so, but yeah, I, I mean, he he's going on like a thirty or forty five day tour. I don't I don't think. I don't know. Maybe maybe TK would let the area be. But he does this all the time. It seems like there's a big tour coming up. You think he's going to drop something or take off time, and he doesn't. He finds ways to do it all. Yeah. Uh, it looks like. Um, well, I don't know. It won't show me anything outside of the U.S. Let's, Hold on. Uh, well, that's because Ticketmaster came up. Here we go. Fozzy rocks. Yeah. Save the World Tour uh, UK 2022, Manchester UK November yeah. 4th. November 4th, yep. 4th, 5th, 6th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. So probably a couple Wednesdays in there. And then December, back in the U.S. Well, and it ends what? You said the 12th and the 19th full gear. Yeah. He's got to show the 13th, the 14th. And then nothing again until the 30th of November. So. Any predictions for who he faces next week on Dynamite? Well, um, I, really, I really wanted to be Matt Taven, but that's not going to work now. After we're, we're going to get on uh, Rampage coming up. That, that was my fantasy booking with Matt Taven, but. I, I, I don't know. Cody really Rhodes. Don't. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I would like Samoa Joe, but that he's busy right now. Yeah, I know. That's that's who I'd really like too. And I bet they do that down the road, assuming Jericho keeps the title for a while. But the uh War Joe stuff with the Kingdom, that's the direction they're going. Um, I mean Dalton Castle, he beat a couple uh, last week. Right. I'm trying just trying to think you're you're you know Christopher Daniels? You got Jay Lethal, Christopher Daniels. Um, uh, Lethal's facing Darby in a match right. nobody cares about. Jonathan Gresham, which I think he said he was taking a break. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Adam look Cole? up a – I don't think he's healthy yet. I don't know. Adam I don't Cole know. stuff on social media that I, – I don't think you bring Adam Cole back on a dynamite, though, do you? No, I don't think so. No. It sounds like his concussion was pretty darn bad. As crazy as Tony Khan is and could care too, you know what's about money. You don't bring him back on dynamite. Well, let's see. Let's see the all these champions. Uh, it's not going to be Austin Aries. I can tell you that much. Uh, already done Brian Danielson. Homicide. Um, God, you would think you would come out with. Anything. Oh Lord, I think I, th I think I know who's going to be. Oh boy, I think it's going to be uh -oh. Jerry Lynn. Oh, okay. They did that spot last week. He dropped him last week on the stage. Yeah. And, and he was, been, he won it on April 3rd, 2009 at Supercard of Honor 4. 
Yeah. And that could have been maybe the worst ever power driver ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, would, I think that's who it is. That's, that's my prediction. I'd love it to be Jay Briscoe, but my predictions. You talked about Jay Briscoe last week, I thought. Yep. But, but my predictions. Yep. I'm going with Jerry Lynn. That's my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is fine on a dynamite. Yeah. Tony Khan's got to get off his high horse about putting pay-per-view matches on free Wednesday television. What, would you hear he and Bischoff get into it today? No. He okay. responded to something. I think it was on Busted Open about uh, Bischoff's been hard on TK about saying he does. He just puts matches together on Dynamite and doesn't build it with any story, which it's TK true. does do that. But TK said this day and age in wrestling, you don't have to have every match tell a story. And he said Eric should know that. He goes, he, and he dated back to certain nitros in the 90s that Eric was the best in the business at doing that, just throwing some talent together and letting him have a one-off on, on Nitro. I don't know. I, th- I think, I think, man, I like Tony Khan doing wrong, but I can lean towards Eric here because you got Moxley and, and Penta tonight, which could be a pay-per-view quality match mm-hmm. if it was built correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two guys could tear the house down if you give them 30, 40 minutes on a pay-per-view, but build it correctly. Mm. I, I think mm. there's a shoot ton of potential there. Yeah, no. I, and uh, Never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, he's right. He's right. I don't want to go against Tony Khan because I like Tony Khan. Little goofy-haired, little furry bud. What? 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 <laughs> what, what, one thing about Tony though is he doesn't take criticism very well. No, he defends no. himself. He's fi- He's got an answer for everything. Eric, um, did anybody watch the Errol Hawani interview? I didn't. I didn't listen to it all, but it's not good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Errol Hawani came out and was not nice. Yeah, and and I like Ariel. Um, I like that his background was in pro wrestling, but he made his money in MMA. Right. So now he can bring pro wrestling into his interviews. He's had some great interviews with MJF, um, so on and so on. And then he had Tony Khan, and, and this is this this actually kind of remind me in, uh, of our podcast. Tony Khan sat there for an hour, drank a cup of coffee, a bottle of water, and said, "Hey, we're gonna keep going. I got pissed." Gets <laughs> off a live interview, goes and takes a piss, and comes back. Like that is money stuff. And Ariel Hawaii just sat there, like big nose and all. He like he couldn't believe it. Um, no, but Tony Khan shut him down on so many questions. It was brutal. Well, I had it heard was- that he was trying to get anything he could out about the all out brawl, which I think from a legal standpoint he couldn't really talk about it. But but, but it was it was that it was the MJF contract. Oh. Um, I mean, there were so many things he would say. I'd like to answer, but I can't. I'd like to answer, yeah, but I can't. Yeah. And, and then Ariel came out like a day later and, and made a 10-minute little spiel about, like, I respect Tony Khan, but this is the worst interview I've ever had in my life. I pride myself on my work, yada, yada, yada. And just a rabbit hole. It was great. Yeah. I'll have to go check out the whole thing. Means I'm going to watch it, right? <laughs> yep. you watch it. Yep. It's, it's clickbait. Look, look, I should have just said no comment from the very beginning. I'm not sure why I didn't say no comment from the very <laughs> beginning. I think he's finally saying no comment from the very beginning. 
We did get a banger of a tag match tonight for the number one yes, we did. contenders. FTR versus Swerve in our glory. Finally get a two-on-two tag match with FTR back on Dynamite. And it delivered every way and then some, I thought. Another just incredible match that FTR is having in 2022. Um, saw the gun, sh- gun club at ringside, of course, dressed up like Dax and Cash. With that um, I love. <laughs> I love it. Oh, they, they're so easy to hate. It is. It is. It is tremendous. Um, saw a ton of back and forth. I mean, just move after move. Some high spots, um, but in the end, we saw a swerve sneak a, a low blow that allowed Keith Lee to a slam. Uh, I forget which one it was to the mat. Yeah. While the guns held a. Uh, Cash Wheeler back from making the save. So I was surprised by this result with Swerve and Our Glory going over, but they didn't go over clean. Which makes you wonder, could this be something that you do with the Elite when they come back? You put them in the tag picture, not right up as number one contenders, but just put the bucks up there and then do something else with Kenny. Okay. In, In the ROH picture. Yeah, you bring the Bucks back at uh, uh, full gear as our next one, right? You bring them back, but you can't put them over. You you got to have them put FTR over um, to give them a little uh, a boost. Um, I, 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 man, I love the acclaimed right now. Well, let me, let me rephrase this. I like the acclaimed right now. They are super over. They're getting a bigger pop than FTR. They are. Which pains me to say that because you guys know I like my mm-hmm. ex Harwood, but they're they're like I I don't know I don't think at a pay per view you want a claim versus FTR maybe no. on the road you do but I and as much as I want to see FTR hold all four titles right now I like that they're going to have to build them a little more story wise for the AW tag titles, but what do you do with them at full gear? You got to put them against a the Gun Club. That's a full gear match. Pre-show. Yeah. Which I hate the FDRs on a pre-show, though. That's what right, I'm saying. Right. No, like, no, no I, I get you. I'm with you. But, but yeah, they, don't, they don't, I don't, not that FDR does not deserve to be on the main card, but. Right. Is it another one they're not going to be on? Um, I just don't know. I, I mean. I know I know they're getting ready to go to Japan first of November. Right. Right. Uh, to defend the uh, IWGP title. Mm-hmm. I don't see them dropping them. I, I, I really see by spring of next year they hold all four. I think you're right. Yeah. I don't think they drop one. Before. I, they're definitely not dropping the ROH ones. Tony's not going to let no. them drop that until they win the AEW. And I know nothing really about AAA. I don't follow AAA very closely. Um, but I presume with their working relationship with AEW, they won't be dropping those. And Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we just had a big AAA – pay-per-view and they weren't involved right um you know pinta was involved which we can get that later on but uh i think we talked about it last week too um but yeah ftr was nowhere to be found and it was a triple mania so and and we did see the gun club attack ftr after the match and and the acclaim made the save so all right so let me ask you this i know we're talking about full gear because you know it's aw but roh has their next pay-per-view uh, December 10th final right. battle. Right. So maybe we don't see them on full gear so they can defend their titles 
and, and I would battle. be I would be okay if the Gun Club and FTR was that final battle for the ROH tag titles. I'd be okay with that. Maybe that's what we'll build to. But I also look at uh, you got you got uh, Bennett and Taven right now. I know they're going against Warjo, whatever Warjo is, but Warjo's not going to be together on a ROH pay per view. No, because Samoa Joe's already on the poster holding this right. title. Right. Sure. So Taven and and Bennett versus FTR. That'd be fun. That that could be that, that could be work. good. That could be good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what else ROH talent out there. I know Josh Woods is out there, but nobody has you know Josh Woods and uh, Silas Young were kind of together, but that's yeah, not- but Woods is with uh, Tony Nese. Yeah, Tony Nese sucks. Oh, I know. I don't like him, but that's who he's with. So um, and it's Mark Sterling. So yeah. in the claim storyline. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking about some ROH talent that could be paired together, but. I, I, I hope the Briscoes on the card. You know, ever since we haven't seen them do anything since the last ROH show. So. They're uh, looking for uh, hog wrestling. That's the only promos they've done in the last two months is for hog wrestling. They're the hog wrestling champions. Um, they just worked uh, Aussie Open uh, this past weekend, I think. Um, so, which is great. Well, and uh, not Jay. What's the other one's name? Why am I? Why am I? I'm just blanking on his name, Jay. And anyways, I don't that one Briscoe, so I'm no help here. That I, I don't. I'm just blanking. I'm trying not to look up. With him having a baby, maybe maybe that's why they're taking time off too, so he can be with his family a little more. The, the yeah, the uh, man, you're you're gonna make. I I love the Briscoes. I know. I I can't. I'm I'm blanking. I just think of Jay. Jay. They're just the the, the Briscoes. Um, Anyways, you're killing. You've been watching too much of that other product. Mark, Mark, gosh, he's the one that was always he's always eating stuff on the. Dude, Mark is the problem. I know. Mark is the one that just had the baby that. Yeah, that that's exactly what I was saying. That maybe that's why they're taking some time away. So, okay, all right, moving on. We saw Renee Paquette again with Soraya. Saw her tonight but yeah yeah we did see a lot of renee tonight. they're gonna put her on tv a bunch um she's uh number two for backstage interviews at this point yeah <laughs> uh we saw Britt baker break things up though during the interview they start arguing until renee broke it up and says if they want to talk they'll do it properly that's gonna happen next week so we're definitely getting a soraya and uh brett match a full gear right Mm, probably. And they tease it every week. So, well, you know they they've all talked about is is she been cleared to work? Obviously, there's been some physicality between the two of them. Right. Then then they also made a point uh, on the dirt sheets, like she might be cleared, but nobody wants to work with her because they're worried that they're going to injure her. So, I don't know. They had to get over that over that with Sting too when he started back up again. Yeah, so I mean, a little, little different diagnosis, but I mean, we're all talking neck injuries here. So yeah, yeah, they're all yeah, so they're all serious. So I mean, if if Britt's willing to do it, her and Britt could could draw some draw some yeah. numbers. 
if, 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 if Soraya can work like she did back in Connecticut, Mm-hmm. She was she was really good then. She was. If she can, and I'm sure she's been training. I know I know there's ring rust. If she can knock that off, and and I think her and Britt could put a banger of a match on. Like mm-hmm. I, I I would love to watch that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with Thunder Rosa out right now, your your AEW women's title is kind of out floating away. So those two girls could steal could yeah. steal the division right now. That title, and I know there's been a lot of injuries. That title's been so disappointing this year. That title's been well, awful. I, I'm, I'll just go on record saying it again. I think I say this every time we talk about it. If you're going to be out more than 90 days, relinquish the title. Right. Don't do this interim, interim crap. crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let us have, and I've heard reports that even Tony Storm's tired of interim. Right. You know, Mox was tired of it, and he just flat out, there is no interim. I'm your champion. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Tony feels comfortable doing that type of thing. Cause you know, she's not John Moxley, but right. she's getting close to that point. But I think it tires the fan. The fan base doesn't like the interim titles either. No. no. So just, just relinquish them. And, and, and there's no problem when Thunder Rose is healthy. Give her the rematch. I got no problem mm-hmm. with that. Just, yeah. uh, you know, so. Which hopefully she's back soon. I've heard nothing about or read nothing about her recovery. So, no, I, I've heard that uh, there's some backstage rumbling about Thunder Rosa and some of her friends leaving the company and possibly yeah. her even. Well, and I know Britt came out on Swerve's podcast and said there's no secret they don't like each other, but they know how to work together and make money off of it. You know, it'll be yeah. professional. They don't like each other. They said. It's kind of Batman and Joker. That's what she compared it to. Like one's got to have the other. So. Superman, Lex Luger. Yeah, pretty interesting. We then see Renee again on the interest ramp, and she welcomes MJF, who comes out to a big pop from the crowd. Um, MJF immediately cuts her off, asks the crowd if there's any de- devil worshipers in the house. He calls uh, Renee ravishing Renee, who the disgusting pores would love to lay. Uh, that popped me a little bit. Uh, she asked him what he thinks about wrestling John Moxley, and he decides to get on the microphone. And he did a spot-on impression of John Moxley. I thought the walk, the cadence, the tone, and all. Um, but he said the one word he thinks of Moxley's mid. He says he might have got out of control when he said he'd wrestle the title match clean. He's still MJF. Let's get real. The crowd even appreciated that. He said something got under his skin, though, which was when the flea-infested William Regal decided to tell him that he didn't use, didn't use his brass knucks because he needed to, but because he wanted to. MJF thinks he's alluding to him not being able to beat Moxley without his dynamite diamond ring, so MJF promises he won't use it at full gear. He says all he needed to be in a, a success is a grudge, and he is full of grudges. He has made them into a chip that is on his shoulder and at full gear. He's not fighting Regal, Moxley, or Penta. He's fighting any scumbag who said he's not good enough. He will shove that chip down the throats of anyone who doubted him. But then he got interrupted by Shep's favorite, Stokely Hathaway. But he slapped the microphone out of Hathaway's hand. MGF told him he might have got comfortable since they've known each other for a long time. He says if Moxley wins the main event, he needs him at 110% so they have no excuses. He tells Hathaway to not get near him, lay a hand on him, or look at him, or else he's fired. Another week, another good promo by MJF. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it was good until Stoke. Yeah, good shit showed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the dude just keeps to continuing to improve on the microphone each and every week. Um, it seems like, unless it's one of those super heartfelt ones, um, every promo is better than the last. He's pretty special. He's got so, good talent. But internally, he, he's he's a heel. But and, and he wants to be known as a heel internally. Like, he said that. But when he comes out, he gets that crowd eating out of the palm of his hands, which darn near makes him a face. And I know we've talked about calling him a tweener. But – so when you bring him in against Mox for the match, who's the heel in the face? And I, and I got some thoughts on that when we talk about the end of the show. So I'll, I'll unless Paul, you had any thoughts right now, but I got some uh, thoughts. No, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I've got some thoughts, okay. but I'll wait. You guys going to put me on the back burner or what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're already almost to the main event. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, we're good. getting there. We've got a video package shown for the kingdom that, like I said, it was reported they are all elites, all three of them, uh, Matt Taven, um, Mike Bennett, and Maria Canellis. Uh, and Maria is signed as a talent, not necessarily as a coach or anything. Um, Matt Taven's going to go against Wardlow this Friday at Rampage for the TNT title. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm glad they're finally – let's get Wardlow defending this thing some more. I mean, he's just – I don't know. Yeah, I know. I thought I thought Matt Taven was one of the topper talent top talents for ROH. Obviously gonna bring him in against Warlow, which I think we should push Warlow to the moon and back. They should have uh, already done that, but yeah, I think he's a little behind the eight ball, but just just hate that the first exposure for Matt Taven because Matt Taven has been ROH, hadn't been really exposed on any other company. And I'm not gonna say impact because impact you gotta find it on channel four ninety seven dash two four six niner. It's so true. <laughs> um, I think that his first big match, obviously, he's. I mean, they're gonna put Warlord over. Yeah. Which I agree with, but it's like, man, I think you. I think Matt Taylor could be something. I really do. Yeah. But I like it. You know, I've been trying to think who's going to ultimately take the TNT title off Wardlow. How about Joe? Wardlow accidentally cost Joe his ROH title at the ROH pay-per-view. Because you know there's going to be a split eventually between that team. Yeah, there will be, but... I don't want to see it this soon. I know, that's, but that's becoming a trend of let's put these guys together. Oh, never mind. I mean, I just hope the TNT titles defended at full gear because we didn't get defended all out. I mean, you got to go two pay per views in a row without the defending your top mid card title. I think I think you'll get it defended, but I don't think you put the two television titles on one person. No, that, that's what I was saying. I was saying I think. Okay, so if he defends it at full gear and he's successful, Wardlow. Wardlow's trying to help Samoa Joe in some situation at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view in December. Accidentally cost Joe his television title. 
then Joe turns heel and wins takes a TNT title off of Wardlow in 2023. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of guys who could take it off Wardlow, and I'm not yeah. sure of anybody. Joe, Joe can work a better heel than Wardlow. That's right. Right. That's right. So, speaking of a heel, Sammy Guevara. Uh, with his wife by his side, like always, uh, took on Brian Danielson tonight. And I was looking forward to Danielson kicking his freaking head in, um, as I'm sure a lot of people were. And uh, Danielson did get the win at the end. Uh, he stopped Guevara's face and then put him in a triangle choke with some elbow strikes, and Guevara faded away. So just like Danielson uh, puts a lot of his opponents out. He doesn't win by submission very often. He makes them pass out. So. Um, yeah. This is one thing I like to see in AEW. It doesn't, a, a submission move doesn't have to end in a tap out every single time. And that's one thing you see on AEW is you get the guys who pass out, um, who aren't able to compete. Doesn't make them look as weak as tapping no, out it does. doesn't. No, I, I like that. Especially with Sammy, because Sammy's got such a big following. Right, he does. And Tony's a big Sammy fan. We can tell by how he's booked. He is. But the more I watch Sammy and the more I watch his vlogs, the more I just like the guy. Oh, I know. Which makes him a better heel. He does his job. Like, I want to see him get his butt kicked. Yep. So, I, I was I was talking with a, a friend of mine Um I was at a forum for my day job yesterday, and a friend of mine down there, he's a big wrestling fan, so we were talking wrestling. He goes, you know one AEW talent I just can't stand? I'm like, let me guess, Sammy Guevara? He goes, yeah, I can't stand that guy. I'm like, yeah, I, I hear that a lot. So, so, again, Sammy's doing his job. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is 100%. If you can get people to, to think that, he's mm -hmm. doing a darn good yeah. job. Yeah. So, uh, and and I'm right there with the guy. Yeah. Well, I well, – he knows the little bit of piss at him. That and the, the, this to this guy's point, he goes, "Whenever there's an issue backstage, it seems like Sammy's right in the middle of it." Yeah, I mean, we. I just don't think he knows how to shut his mouth. <laughs> no, I would. I would love to have been a fly on the wall between him and Andrade. I would have loved to have been a uh, fly on the wall. But, but maybe maybe him and Eddie Kingston, which we got a promo from Eddie Kingston tonight that was. <laughs> And I love Eddie Kingston. Uh, God, I love him to death. But, I'm shit. fine. Oh, thank you, man. My, my girlfriend TikToks while a Dynamite's on, right? And she'll watch, look up every once in a while. She looked up at that point. She's like, who's that guy? I said, <laughs> Eddie Kingston. She goes, who is he? I'm like, Eddie Kingston. She's like, she's like, who is he? Is he a wrestler? I'm like, yeah, he's a wrestler. Goes, oh, don't look like a wrestler. Well, that's Eddie. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, whatever. And I think tonight, you know, the last couple of weeks, we got his mental health uh, monologue, yeah. which I loved. But then tonight, we got, the, we got the straight Queens. I don't know if he's Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx. I know he's from New York, whatever. Long Island. I know he's not Long Island. That's MJF. Queens, Bronx, whatever. We got that dude, and then he just had that psycho smile. Like, he's fine, and he just giggled. He's one of the few guys in the world that doesn't 
mind wearing a Yankees hat right now. So that's true. Nobody's gonna tell him to take it off. So no, I hate the Yankees, but if he walked into uh, my local watering hole, I'd uh, buy him a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. We then saw Alex Abrahantes and Ray Phoenix showing backstage. They claimed that Pinta's going to be the double champion after tonight. Alex suggests Phoenix should be the next All-Atlantic champion. But Christian Cage and Luchasaurus interrupt, and Cage points out, like he said last week, this man beat Jungle Boy, and uh, and he said that uh, Luchasaurus is coming after anybody who has gold. Orange Cassidy then appears and says, next week, let's do this. It's a triple threat, Phoenix, Luchasaurus, Orange for the All-Atlantic championship next week. Should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one way or the other, um, I know Shep's still not not a huge uh, freshly squeezed fan. Not a fan. Neither is Tanner. Pockets. But... Pocket. Oh, Shep was pretty complimentary of him last week. I was. Yes. yes. Or the week before, I, I whatever. I think. It was. I think it'll be a good match. Um, I mean, you got Ray Phoenix in it. Oh, it'll be a good match. It'll be a good match. I'm interested to see how Luchasaurus does with these two styles. Yeah. I, I think you see him get knocked to the outside a couple times, and he spends a lot of time outside. So you think Phoenix takes the pen? Yeah. Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. Got to keep uh, Luchasaurus pretty strong mm-hmm. to keep the yeah. Jungle Boy feud eventually going. And I think – is this two weeks in a row he's wore that uh... – Shoulder brace. Obviously, his shoulder has an issue of popping out. Yeah. Um, so he's wearing that brace. That's two weeks in a row now. Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see how long they like what they do with this because you know ultimately they want Jungle Boy to get revenge on Christian Cage. But Christian's gonna be out like eight months. So yeah, yeah. Interesting. I hope, we, I hope we don't see the. I hope we don't see that for eight months of the. I know. Christian Cage and uh, Luchasaurus just. Yeah, man, that, that that's not going to work. Yeah, I know. Yep. We then got our lone women's match of the night, Riho, Shep's favorite. Riho! Versus, versus uh, uh, the IWC's favorite, Jamie Hayter, who had Rebel and Britt Baker alongside with her. And uh, a lot of interference by Britt to Riho tonight, um, allowing Hayter to get the win after um, she connected with the uh, – Third ripcord lariat for the one, yeah. two, three. I got, I was about 20 minutes behind you guys on the DVR when this match happened. When it was over, I was about two minutes behind you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those girls work really fast on my television. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah hater, hater for, for that. Size of a woman, man, she can move. <laughs> yes, yes, she can. Um, but I just, I still can't take Riho seriously. She Who looks can? like a child. Who can? She weighs 47 pounds. She's Kenny Olivier, protege, project, video gamer, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> I might have to uh, snip some uh, clips out of this. This is some all time material tonight. I'll show. I, I think. Um, I think commentary addressed it one time when she was champion that with the belt and when she's soaking wet, fully dressed, she weighs like 85 pounds. Yeah. 
That's being generous. Yep. That's Excalibur for you. Yep. After the match, we saw Tony Storm appear. She lifts up the title, points to Hater. So they're teasing a title match, which I can get on board with that. Mm. Tony and, and Jamie for the title. Tony, uh, Tony and Hater could put on a banger. Yeah. Nope. Oh, oh yeah. Full gear for sure. And that is one thing I will give Tony Khan a lot of credit. He is letting this thing bleed, which I like, of the eventual hater turn on Britt Baker. We thought we'd have it by now. Yeah. I think think we'll get it after full gear now. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to get, hopefully, Soraya and and Doctor at Mm -hmm. full gear. And then, yeah, boy, yeah, hater and Tony Storm, man. And – I've been pretty hard on women's matches on, on AEW, but that one could really be at the top of all the matches at full gear if they do it correctly. And I guess the way you could get there, you could, even though I don't want to see Tony have that short of title run, but you could have Hater take it off of Tony. Hey, but it's only an interim. It's yeah, an, it is. It's only it an is. Interim. It's only an interim. That could make Britt mad to turn on Hater giving Hater that face turn without turning on Brick, kind of like when Randy Orton beat Crispin Wall 04 SummerSlam. The next night, Triple H is pissed that his prodigy did something he couldn't do. Or or we could have some really lazy booking and bring Thunder Rosa back the following Wednesday and have a four-way. You're probably right there. I'm probably putting way too much thought on it. See, see if I had the pencil, I'd be going all different directions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we bring, we bring Thunder Rosa back the following Wednesday. You yeah. got Tony Storm, Hater, and Britt Baker. Yeah. It's just a crazy four way. Because probably right. And so we just pencil the shit in. Yep. Probably right. Hey, uh, uh, tell me if you've heard of this one before. Renee Perquette backstage tonight <laughs> with. Uh, with Who's that? that? <laughs> yeah, brand new talent uh, with Eddie Kingston. She said uh, Eddie says he's wonderful. He's he's saying it like I'm this. Wonderful. He's wonderful. He I'm wants to wonderful. move on and talk about Johnny Moxley, as he calls him. He says it'll be hard for him to be pent but he thinks Moxley will take it. Then he says everyone else can leave him alone, and he shows a fake smile again. No, no idea. What's the uh, what's the back uh, beef between him and Santana? I know him and Ortiz worked a dark or uh, elevation or dark match. Santana, it sounds according to Conan, Santana's got some sort of beef with both Ortiz and Kingston going on. Yeah, which Um, that's why before he got hurt at before he got hurt blood and guts. That's why we didn't see Proud and Powerful tag together for like months. Yeah, so I know because Conan thinks Santana wants to leave the company, but he can't. Unless Tony really wants him to, he probably can't be an injured because your contract usually freezes while you're injured. Yeah, and 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 not to be a negative Nelly, I'm going to be. Santana can't go to another major corporation on his own. No, he can't. He can't. Okay. Well, he can't go to WWE or New Japan. I mean, he can go to well, others, but he's been to Impact. Okay, on Channel Forty Nine, Sixty Nine, Forty Three, Seventy Two. Um, he's been there before, but I'm talking, he can't advance, uh, in right. his career without Ortiz. And 
Well, and I think I think AEW did kind of drop the ball with them. They should have held gold at one point or the other when they came into the company. They were a pretty hot act. Um, because WWE was really interested in them, but AEW got them, yeah. and then they didn't do it. And then they they kind of just by the time he got hurt at Blood and Guts, they were fading for me anyways. I didn't really didn't really care to see him that much. Yeah. So, and but, we haven't seen Ortiz since uh, Ruby got hurt, broke her nose. True, but like I said, they they worked a dark match, uh, a YouTube match here the last week or two or two weeks ago, and okay, I watched some. It, it popped up on Twitter. They were working together, so I do like the new little uh, swerve from from Eddie going all of a sudden. Like we know he's nuts, okay? Yep. We all know that, but now he's going to play it, like yep. so. Yep. Yep. And he, uh, yep. and it, it's funny to look back if if you guys haven't done so, look back on the promos leading up to the Punk Eddie match last year, Full Gear. Eddie's pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he said. Looking yeah. back on it, so. he, he doesn't hold back. Mm-mm. He Mm-mm. he he reminds me, and I think we've talked about this. He reminds me of a of a Ric Flair, not the talent, okay, but the personal side. Rick Flair doesn't know where Richard Fleer and Rick Flair coexist. Right. Okay. When you go to the bar tonight, and I'm sure we're, we're 11 o'clock Eastern time, and I'm sure at some bar in North Carolina, Rick Flair is drinking vodka right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. And he thinks he's Rick Flair. Even though his name is Richard Fleer, mm-hmm. he thinks he's Rick Flair. Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston, no matter. 24-7. Yeah. 24-7. Yep. And, and those two guys can relate. Like, I feel like that. So, whether it's on screen or off screen, we're getting Eddie Kingston. Yeah. So, yeah. I I don't know where he goes from now. I mean, I think right now he's a – he was a big draw. He had a – he was getting hella, hella pops. You got to put him at full gear, but I, I don't know. I see. I see in a new Japan thing. He's teaming with Okada, coming up. Yeah, him and Okada as a tag team. Where did you ever think in your right mind those two would be together? Uh, the bingo card of twenty twenty two so far gone in pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my God. Um, Sorry, I got down another rabbit hole. No, that's good. No, that's good. You're fine. You're fine. No, it'll it'll be interesting to see where they go with Eddie. You're right. You're right. And I, I'm interested to see what uh how fast they re edit tonight's episode since Renee referred to Penta as Pentagon Jr. Ooh. Good catch. That was a good catch. She did say that. it was Yeah. She was talking to Eddie and she goes, you know, tonight John Moxley takes on Pentagon Jr. And I'm like, Oh, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good catch. I didn't catch that. Paul's attention to detail. That's 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 what his role is on this podcast. Yes, that's the only reason I'm here. Junior, he was the uh, back in Impact, right? Yeah, they actually in his first. Um, I know his first. Uh, like when he first wrestled his first few matches at AW, even the first figure that came out with action figure form, it says Pentagon Junior on it. Okay. So. Yeah. And then something went haywire, yeah, and something he had like four names since then. Yeah. Yeah. 
We then saw a video package of uh, Darby Allen explaining that Steen's been gone because he asked Steen to allow himself to prove his ability alone. He says Jay Lethal should bring his old friend who claims to know his biggest weakness next week. And then we got a awful promo from Lethal and, and Sanjay and Satnam Singh. And I, oh, it's just, so bad. So, Jay Lethal's a good talent. <laughs> but when I see these guys come on screen, it just looks like they don't even fit. Like, it looks like minor league mm-hmm. compared to major league. It just doesn't even, I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't do it for me. I want the original Jay Lethal back. Now, you're talking about his pre. Uh, you're talking about his 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 uh, uh, Macho Man parody days, or before Man. that? Yeah, Macho Man parody days. Oh, <laughs> which was pretty damn good. He though. was pretty entertaining with yeah. that stuff. And then he switched to imitating Flair for a while, and then back oh, to Macho God. Man, and that that's the only entertaining part. Ever that Ric Flair was on Impact was those that woo off, yeah. yeah. Flair was fired up that night. Although, if you remember, one of the best parts of BTE is when they would have Lethal on there, and all of a sudden he would fizz out and he'd be Macho Man. Yeah, that was that was a good start here too. And honestly, I liked Young Jay Lethal before he even did that stuff. I mean, he was he was he was he, he was, was good. good but, and I, I still think he's good, but Satnam Singh sucks. Get him out of there. I, and I know why yeah. they're doing it. They have an Indian, sorry, Indian talent. He's seven foot two, yada yada yada. And then Sanjay Dutt with the freaking thing behind his ear that the pencil, yeah, the pencil makes him think he's a Booker. He's not the damn Booker. Yeah. Well, and Satnam Singh's so dang big, it just makes. Of course, it'd make anybody look small, but it, it, Sanjay's not a big guy, anyways. And well, he failed the NBA because he's how can can't you move NBA at seven foot two because you suck as an athlete. I'm sorry, I can't shoot outside five feet. So, hey, how dare you suck as an athlete? <laughs> that too, that too. You're right. You're right. I don't Oh, you're you're on one tonight. I like it. I like it. I was waiting for the you know every big company has to have a seven foot tall Indian man, but you know that didn't come out of him. I was surprised. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if 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 AEW ever puts the strap on Satinum Singh, I'm done watching. (laughs) I will turn off my product. I will. I will. If Cody Khan ever puts any strap on him, a good point. Good point. We still haven't seen him in a singles match. It looked like we were going to get him award a little, remember? And then they like backed off. <laughs> well, we got the- could you imagine Warlow trying to power bomb him three times? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe here's what they need to do with setting him. After Paul White gets healthy, there you go. Giant against giant. We were supposed to where's Captain? Captain didn't say no. Like I'm, I'm in for Captain Insano. Yeah, maybe yes. we give him a full gear. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> they, they teased it enough. Yeah, I, I mean, just you, you got to have him debut in Florida. Uh, it, it just would only seem right. <laughs> Paul needs time to grow his hair out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Insano shows no mercy. Um, <laughs> he got hair to grow. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We then got John Moxley defending his uh, AW World Championship against Penta El Zero Miro. Uh, fun match. 
back and forth. A cool uh, chair spot or chair. Um, yeah, steel, steel steps. That's what I'm thinking of. My God, I can't think anymore. Steel step spot with the DDT with Mox. I was afraid he hurt his leg for a second with how his leg kind of landed in between the, the stairs and the ring, but he was all right. Uh, he tried to rip Pinto's mask off and bite him at one time like he did at 10 about a year ago, if you guys remember that, when he tin bled like a stuffed pig. Um, in the end, though, uh, we did see Pinta hit the arm breaker on Mox and get some get some good moves in. Um, but uh, Pinta hit the fear factor towards the end. Moxley just kicked out. Uh, Pinta looked to continue the attack by Moxley, then dropped Pinta with a paradigm shift, following it with the Death Rider to retain his title. So, no doubt that he was retaining, but still a pretty fun main event. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those that there were a few moments in the match where you thought maybe Moxley drops the title. And that's what I like about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know he's not going to, but there's those. False finish, I agree. Yeah, if you don't watch it as close as, you know, some people do, you're going, oh, oh. Did we um, have an Aubrey Edwards sighting tonight? Yes. Did we? Yes. I don't remember. Because I don't think we got a Rick Knox. He was not the tag team ref I tonight. did not see Rick Knox. No, no Aubrey, Aubrey was in the uh, opening match with, with Jericho. Yeah, with Jericho. Oh, oh of course. She's back Jericho. to Jericho's yeah. ref again. All right. Yeah. All right. Just Rick, I was trying to. Th- Rick Knox was in the chaining bed, so we didn't see him. <laughs> he's, he's waiting for the Bucks to come back. Yeah, he, exactly. He, He's translucent, so we had to get him in the tanning bed. Are we sure he wasn't part of the, part of the all out brawl? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that story will drop next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. That Rick Knox was involved in the door handle, busted him in the eye, and that's that's what caused Punk to do it. Between the Knox getting hit and Larry losing the teeth, that's why Punk. That's attacked. the next. That's the story number four coming out from Punk's side next. Yes. Uh, afterwards, we saw all the firm members appear and begin jumping John Moxley. Stokely Hathaway appears and screams at them to attack him. Security come out, but they get jumped. Uh, meanwhile, there's a shot of the Blackpool Combat Club locker room being chained shut, and Alex Marvez, instead of, you know, this is what bugged me. We can all tell it's locked, and they can't get in and out. But he's standing there with a the microphone. Oh, the doors have been locked. They can't get in or out. Thanks, Marvez. We can see that with our eyes. We don't need somebody there telling us that. That was pretty bad. That was, pretty yeah, bad. That was just corny. Um, but so they can't get out. Uh, MGF, uh, they went against MGF's orders, of course, earlier in the night. Uh, Moxley tried to fight back, but numbers game's too much. MGF then appears and crowd's cheering, but he's conflicted. He's going back and forth, and it looks like he's got to leave and go back towards the locker room. Then he comes running out. But uh, he fires Hathaway, and then he screams at Moxley, turns around to a thrust kick from Ethan Page, and Ethan Page hit him with the Eagle's Edge, and the firm jumped MJF. Um, Morrissey chokeslam him through a table, and uh, through the timekeeper table, I should say, and uh, that's how we went off the air. The firm just destroyed MJF tonight. Yeah. Didn't see that coming, I got to say. I I didn't see that coming, but I'm happy. Because I'd love to get MJF away from those jackalopes. Here's my question to you guys. So are we fully getting MJF face slash tweener? Like 
Paul or like uh, Shep was kind of mentioning earlier because the crowd wants to cheer for him. Yes. Or is this all part of MGF's plan? Because remember, he is the devil. Now, we're we're separating. Yeah, it. I could see if you know maybe it was just a shoving or a clothesline or something. Then maybe I would I would buy that it's all just uh, part of MJF's bigger scheme. But to get put through the table when we all know MJF doesn't like to get put through things. Yeah, that's that's a little far. Which I love that we get MJF separated from these guys. He doesn't well, need. Or he looks like a million bucks right now. I mean, that dude is chiseled. Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, and, and, and you know. I I don't know what Tony's going to do with him, but he looks good. And of this angle, I like that Ethan Page got a lot of the offense in, too, because I think Ethan Page is bigger than this group. Ethan Page wrestled a guy on the green screen. You got to remember that. Yes, he did. Karate man. Sure. <laughs> and Ethan Page, like I like to watch his vlogs, and he's hinted at maybe a eventual face turn So on his vlogs. so Yeah. But no, I, it's just, it's just intriguing because I know my fandom for MDF has grown a ton since he's returned. I think that, I mean a lot of the fans can say that. I mean he get like you said he gets cheered every week. So I know we've already kind of well Shep and I discussed who we think is going to walk out of full gear as a champion. Um, Warlow. Yep. Uh, Got to think the crowd there. It's in Newark, which is not too far from Long Island. So to answer your question from earlier, Shep, I think I think even if it, if it's face against face or tweener against face, I think MJF's got the more of the crowd on his side that night, as it stands yeah. right now. Right. Yeah. We, yeah. We got what two weeks build up yet, right? Uh, a little more than that. It will be. Really? It's on November nineteenth. So. Oh. So we have three weeks. Three Saturday. Three Saturdays. Three weeks from the Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point you're going to get Moxley and MJF face to face, or Mike to Mike, which is probably going to be really good television. Um, and and let let the let the fans decide who they want to cheer with. But I think you're gonna you're gonna be split. So at that point, you know what do you do? Now going back to the backside of the business. We all know that MGF got more money, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't get a contract extension. So 2024 is still his big, but at least so far that we know. The, we know, but the last seven days has come out on the dirt sheets that saying, "Hey, he got more money, and he got a contract extension." So he might play up the run to 2024, just like. The presidential election, which I think he will, I think he will run with. I really do. I oh, absolutely! Think, I think he will run with that next year. Um, uh, but yeah, hope I'm. I'm guessing he got a contract extension and he got more money. So, Tony's not letting him walk. No, he no. is a generational talent. And he really is, like he says. And I'm not being a mark when I say that because I. I really agree. No matter what company he goes to, he's going to be a top talent, whether it's WWE, obviously AEW. Even if he goes to Impact on channel 4752, 
79-47. He's going to be good. Well, you know, I was wondering, you said generational talent. I just wondered, you know, I like to check what the top selling items of the week are from time to time on shopaw.com. Two of his T-shirts are in the top six. He's got the fourth and the sixth T-shirt. Yeah. So, again, he's making what? I don't know, 50% of the, the t-shirt sales, you know, you sell a t-shirt for 20 bucks, 10 bucks goes to AW, 10 bucks goes to MJF. I get it. 30 bucks, mm-hmm. whatever it is, a t-shirt costs. I don't know. It is interesting on here. The claim have the top two selling shirts. Hangman has the third. The fifth is just an AEW glow in the dark shirt. The fourth and sixth, like I said, MJF. Seventh is Sting. Eighth is a no, I counted wrong. <clears throat> no, eighth is Britt Baker. Ninth is Orange Cassidy, a brand new one that just came out. And then tenth is a Danhausen mask. We haven't seen Danhausen in a while, have we? No, we haven't. Well, I, during Orange's match against Pac. Yeah. Yeah, that was, so that it, was it, though. It. Yeah. Yeah. Former ROH star. But it, it, yeah, but not not a champion. Not a champion. But if you follow him on Instagram, he and it might just be because it's coming up on Halloween, he's kind of teasing a heel turn with his character. Like an evil Dan Housen. You can't, you can't, he's a buck 32. You can't get evil with that. <laughs> but very I nice, very it, I, evil. I think it's more for just Halloween time. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah very nice. All right, fun episode tonight. We discussed a lot. With all that said, show ratings. Shep goes first. My rating tonight was 7.1. Oh. 7.6. All right. All right. I'm going 7.8. So I guess I'm the highest tonight. All in the the sevens. I'm tired of being in the middle here. All in the sevens. (laughs) All in the sevens. All in the sevens. No, it was good, but there was some things I didn't really – yeah. Didn't really like, but that's that's every week I can nitpick. Um, oh, all yeah. right. You're tired of being in the middle. You go first for your wrestler of the night then, Paul. <sighs> all right. Uh, Renee Parquet. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> most appearances tonight. Yeah, the most screen time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Claudio picking up okay. the win. I know it was early on in the show and there was a lot of great things, but like, you know, you always hear you either want to close out the show or you want to start the show. And if you can start the show hot, then you set a good show for everybody else. So like I'll, I'll give it to Claudio for picking up the win. Ship. Dax Harwood. I don't care. He's on I, had the a feeling, I had a feeling that was coming. Yeah. So. He's on the show. He's, he's my wrestler. <laughs> you know, he, he, he took the pin, but I don't care. He's still, he's still, uh, he's still back a really good match. Yeah. So, you know, I almost want to pick one of the firm guys like Ethan Page or Morrissey just because they finally got some TV time and they delivered with it. But, but I'm going to go Keith Lee. Okay. Even, even though it was uh, not a clean finish, he got the pin. He still looks strong. I still think we're getting that swerve and Keith split eventually, which will be fun in a feud. Um, but uh, that surprised me. I thought FTR was going over tonight, so that that result 
And that's that's one thing I like about AEW. They they are not as predictable for me as a lot of the other wrestling companies. And, and, and some of the independents, and, and I can look back and look, but has Keith Lee and Swerve ever worked on the independents before they got into NXT and et cetera? I don't, I don't think so. I, I almost think they had to, haven't they? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I almost think that's like a – that might be a YouTube challenge for me tomorrow on my lunch. Because <laughs> I almost feel like those guys have had to run pass. They got some great chemistry. Yeah. Before before they hit NXT. So they might have. But to my little knowledge, they haven't. But yeah. And, and it was really good because I know you're in Fort Wayne now, but if you would have said the freaking Fern was your wrestler of the night, I would have drove to Fort Wayne. No, no, I'm not a Stokely guy. I I like Ethan Page. I like Ethan Page. And Morrissey, I think, is impressive. Uh, the Gun or the Ass Boys Gun Club, whatever. Eh, they're funny. Um, Lee Moriarty. Mm, yeah, doesn't do much for me. So I don't know. Stokely's a jackwagon. But I was still surprised they closed out the show the way they did tonight. And uh, I actually kind of like it though. No, it, it, it's intriguing. It's intriguing. A lot to uh, a lot to discover and get explained. So, yeah. Any any final thoughts? I can't find anywhere where they've worked together previously, but I could be wrong. Man, as you a know, tag, at least it's crazy to think we're almost in November. We're gonna have to start prepping for our uh, twenty twenty three predictions. Where the titles go, man. I hope, hopefully, hopefully, whoever, which could be changed by the first of the year, but in January you got New Japan Wrestle Kingdom, mm-hmm. which is a monster show. Mm-hmm. That'd be yep. a, that'd be a great one because there's so many talents that show up over every company except WWE that show up to that to that show. And I don't think uh, uh, after reading today about the Machine Gun Anderson and, and that whole situation, I don't, I don't think any talents are going to be showing up. And Well, you know, they, they basically come out and said, if he doesn't show up, he's going to vacate the title. Then he comes around and says, I ain't vacating the title. I'll do, I'll vacate it when I want to. Well, and, and so, there was a report that said, even if he has to vacate it, WWE and New Japan are still in agreement that he can work his other dates that he was already booked to work. So I don't know. I don't know what the heck's going on, but man, I don't know. Hey, new, uh, wrestle kingdom punk shows up. I, I don't think he'll be healthy by that time. That's the problem with that. Yeah. I mean, that even that if was he was cleared with everything, he, he ripped his tricep. So yeah, well just a little surgery. Tape it up. Come on. Come on tape it up. up. It's wrestle kingdom for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I'm getting off a tangent here, but I heard somebody ask. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp always does a Wednesday YouTube show where he answers some questions and stuff. And somebody asked about Cody Rhodes' recovery and could they see him at Survivor Series War Games. And he said, yeah, he could. I think he'd like to do that. But he said they're not going to waste an opportunity bringing him back before the Rumble. No. He, he's no going to be here late no near the Rumble. Yeah. yeah. 30th. Yeah, it's late. John Cena return. 
Well, I, I think we're building up to a 2024 uh, WrestleMania LA uh, Roman Reigns versus Rock. So that's, tw- that's 2023. Is that 2023? That's next year if they can do it. Is that in LA? Yeah, I think 2024 is in Philly. I thought it was I thought I thought 2020. I could be wrong. Sorry. But I thought I thought they would bring if they're gonna bring in rock, they gotta do it now. But yeah. I thought they would take a whole year to build up. I'm trying to ch- I'm checking. Yeah, WrestleMania twenty twenty three is in Hollywood and then twenty twenty four is in Philly because the Rock's kind of teasing it. So if it's gonna happen, they gotta get him in at Rumble time somehow with his crazy schedule and, and fill in three months worth of a build. So Yeah. So in 2024, is Will Smith going to show up and just smack somebody for saying something about his wife and then walk off? He's West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> Will Smith, me. <laughs> yeah. I was, a, I was a big Will Smith fan, too. But he's me. But hey, hey, the, the Paul guy, I forget which one it is, whatever one's in W. He could take it off Roman at Crown Jewel. Oh, God. Stop. I know. I don't, even, I don't even. That's how much oh, I care. I don't even know if it's Logan, Logan or Jake anymore. I, I get them confused. Logan, it's Logan. Logan Paul. Um, I think the reason they're using Logan, he's replacing Pat McAfee. Pat mm-hmm. McAfee was great on the mic and could work. Yep. I, love, I love Pat McAfee. He he decided to go to work for ESPN. Right. Big deal. Whatever. So now you got this guy, pretty good on the mic. I'll give him credit. He's darn good. Um, and he's got the athleticism uh, of Pat McAfee. He just has to be trained a little bit. So yeah. to throw him in the fire versus Roman on, on uh, Crown Jewel, obviously he's he's shown some people some, like, hey, I, I can do this. So Hey, Bill Goldberg put on good performances over Crown Jewel. So. Oh. Shut up, Tanner. Good lord. Uh, by the way, Pat's coming back, I think, in January. It's yeah. Said. Yeah. He is. They, yeah. Yes. They, 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 they gave him, the WWE gave him like time to go do game day because he really wanted to do that. But then they said, come January, he's back. Okay. There's your 30th entry in the Rumble. That would be really? cool. It was awesome at WrestleMania last year. Yeah, that don't dude, bring him back on commentary. Bring him back as a wrestler. You you tell me one guy in the last 160 days has been more entertaining than Pat McAfee in any wrestling company, in any broadcast company. He's good. He's They're real good. Stupid good. Real good. I mean, he knew what he was doing when he retired from the NFL, and everybody was questioning him for doing that. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing when he – Made Adam Cole mad on his show, and that was good. That, that was, was good. You know what? We all were worked so hard on that show, and guess what? We 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 freaking hit that. Yeah, because it's Cole. It's a Cole. Cole's like a calm, cool, collected dude. Gets along with everybody. He snaps. Yep, got us. <clears throat> he had Mac. He had uh, McMahon on that show. That that was that when he had that him on. I'm like, Vince does interviews with nobody. What a freaking great interview that was. And now looking back on it, Vince is never going to do an interview with anybody. So, <laughs> No. 
That that was a million. Yeah, he is. He's going to interview the next person to, uh, you know, make sure that he actually gets a secure uh, gravesite so that nobody's ruining in his grave. Hey. Well, Vince Russo better too because Cornette's going to piss on his grave. So, shit, James. Uh, <laughs> if you if we go back, I don't know, month and a half ago, McMahon's birthday party, McAfee was there. And there were some uh, TMZ pictures. McAfee was there, and then McMahon was with a younger lady. Mm-hmm. A lot younger than Linda. Wasn't Linda. So maybe that's all just coming to fruition and just moving on. Yep. Yeah, that was the party Lesnar and Cena were there, too. Lesnar and Cena were both there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny. Lesnar and Cena were there, but McAfee got pictured. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. What does that tell you? Yeah. Cena just keeps over. ending up in the news because he keeps breaking the world record for most wishes granted at the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Which is great. Which, I mean, yeah. it's just phenomenal what he good, do, does. So. Good for John Cena. And it, sound like, it sounds like he's got a new wife. Yeah. He's, yeah. Wife. he's smartened up and got away from the Nikki Bella. Business. And the business. Nikki so. Bella. But, I mean, you know, how many times are you going to get – uh, and and again, I seen is doing great work. Don't get me wrong, but he was still in WWE full time when they granted him the um, Guinness Book of World Records award for number of wishes granted, and he's continued going. So I mean, every time he grants a wish, he's breaking his own record. I, it, it's great work. Don't get me wrong, but do we need to acknowledge him as winning? the Guinness Book of World Records for most wishes granted every time he grants a wish again? Well, you know, there's so much negative news out there. I'm not going to complain about something positive like that. No, I'm not complaining. It's just like, I, I mean, we get it. You own the record. You broke your yeah. own record. It's good PR work by his manager. Yeah. Yeah. So building a brand, building the brand. So, All right. Any final thoughts, Paul? If not, you can wrap us up. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I am uh, ready to wrap us up. Hey, don't <laughs> forget. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I've just got to be up in four hours. <laughs> hey, uh, don't forget to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. While you're there, be sure to uh, check out the merchandise store. You won't find a replica of that. And if we do sell you a replica of that, we're going to make sure it's $900 because that's how you do things now. <laughs> Ridiculously inflation. overpriced. Yes, inflation. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so be sure to uh, buy some KOP merchandise, support a great podcast, and look great doing so. And be sure to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, be sure to give us that five-star rating as we shoot to be five-star KOP. There we go. Chef got it this week since Tanner is too busy worried about his precious little title. Uh, anyway, he's got to defend that. Don't let him forget that, Chef. Full gear. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, full gear. KOP Predictions Championship. Who's going to be the champion? All right. Anyway, uh, go follow Tanner Lee, the KOP Predictions Champion, on all social media at Tanner Lee92. Go follow the uh, rightful champion, Austin Shepard, at the Shep 27 
<laughs> and be sure to follow myself, the guy who has the chip at Paul Zartman 921. And uh, with that, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>